Hello and welcome to another episode of the Tacona Talks podcast. This episode, I sit down and chat with Dan Allard, who is one of the founders of Roll Hard. Now, you might have come across Roll Hard if you've been to any of the Bista Scrambles or spent any time around the automotive community and seen some very nicely modified classics. That's more than likely to do with these guys. So Dan and I sat down to go through how Roll Hard came together, a bit more about him and what he's up to and some of the projects he's working on. This episode's also one of the sponsored episodes, so Scalectric's still keeping us going, sponsoring the podcast, liking what we're doing, and hopefully opening the door to some more conversations with them about working together. So thank you so much to Scalectric's for continuing to sponsor us, giving people a discount code for the podcast, which is Tacona10, and uh, yeah, keeping us going. It's quite nice. It's a really proud thing to have come about from this podcast not only have we received no end of messages of people going yeah that's all right that I quite enjoy it and it helps kind of clear the head a bit and give people something to listen to and something to kind of encourage them to chat a bit more but it's also created these great connections within the industry which as someone that's not from the car industry originally is quite a proud moment speaking about making connections in the car industry I also got a message from Race Retro asking if I'd like to pop down for the event next weekend um, because I've never been before. So I said, oh, yeah, I'll come along with the camera. They said, well, if you tell people about it, they can have a couple of quid off a ticket. So if you put Tacona in at the checkout there, you'll get a discount there as well. So it's all good. We're doing things, making differences and making some progress, I suppose. It's always nice, isn't it? But anyway, less of me, more of Dan. On to the podcast. I've hit record. All right. And that's it. Off we go. Perfect. Um, so, as is the case with every episode, there's one question to ask. And that is, uh, who are you and what do you do? So, I am Daniel Allard. I run the brand Roll Hard, uh, which is a automotive modified lifestyle brand, I guess. Uh, we do events, apparel... Uh, document some lifestyle stuff on our socials and we've been going since 2010. Okay, you've got nine years on me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm yeah. trying to keep up because <laughs> I am doing automotive apparel and lifestyle. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't get any easier. Oh, as brilliant, always, There's pl- plenty of hurdles Appreciate and uh, changes. So you're effectively the old guard in this conversation. <laughs> it's uh, it's getting that way. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're going to shows and stuff now and the generation coming through is completely different to to mm. what we were because obviously we we kind of off the back of the max power era yeah um and that when that started to slow down it was all cleaning like cleaned look. the euro look the euro look was it. coming in and then the start whole stance phase was coming into that as well yeah um and then forums and then social media it's it's revolutionized so quickly hasn't it like yeah. magazines have really died off in yeah, and the popularity that they used to be, but I think there's a bit of a, a renaissance, especially with the likes of like the big thick quarterlies and the yeah. high quality vibe to it, where it it feels like you're almost like reading a book rather than reading a magazine. Yeah, it's more an event now. Like when we were, were building cars, uh, say, say 2010, 11, 12, 13, magazines were still there, and it was the excitement of getting a car in in a mag yeah. and then going to the shops to buy it to see it in print yeah yeah 
Um, that was that's one thing that's I think I'm missing. But say so there's so many magazines that have struggled and now gone online, and it's just it's just not the same. But and like you said, there is some good quarterly magazines out. I write for one, so. <laughs> But yeah, I think the the world of the automotive has really gone online in a big way. Yeah. Like, if you've got a social following now, you can make a, a whole livelihood off of just having a big Instagram account. It's insane how much that world has taken over. Yeah, it is. Um, it's, it's just the... Like, connect, connecting to people. Yeah. So, we just, like, when we say, like, anyone who doesn't doesn't know... Like we're into cars and they're like oh yeah okay well <laughs> but because of that I've got friends in Japan America Europe Brazil uh, we've got guys who shoot for us in various locations around the world yeah, yeah. and it's, it's just literally like it's as much as obviously there's a, a negative cloud that comes with it there's a far more big positive where it's, it's driven so much yeah and a lot of people who aren't around the car world don't understand that and it's a thing that I've had conversations with people about like quite frequently of the car world is not about the cars necessarily. Yeah. That's just the the catalyst for everything else. Yeah, oh, exactly. you like cars, I like cars, now we're we're mates, rather than it being what is your favourite mode of transport. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's so much more like deep than yeah. just the cars. And uh, and that's that's pretty much why uh Rollhard is still a thing now. It's it's never really been about the car. You like, you never had to have a certain level car. Yeah, uh, we we ended up, but early on, obviously going all in the same direction with it. Uh, but the group now, uh, which are literally just fantastic bunch of guys and girls who obviously help out when needed and with the event. Um, it's it's all about that. Yeah, um, like we we're all dotted around all the UK and obviously in Europe and elsewhere. But it's. It's, yeah, it's just that it's about the people um, especially our, our group oh, that's that's the vibe I've got every time I've encountered you guys yeah. like when you started with Bista I'd not in, that's when I first came across you properly yeah and I was like oh I hope it's not the like the stance scene that's just a little bit aggressive with everything and it's not very welcoming yeah and within about five minutes I was like nope absolutely not perfect because it is about the passion and the love and the people rather than the... Yeah, and that's it. How it's, much have um, you ruined your car soon? <laughs> that's it. Yeah, as much as we, we're obviously in the modified side of the automotive world, we we keep our, keep back a little bit because yeah. at the end of it, we're into cars. Like, we, we're into everything. Like, a couple of lads are into all different sort of stuff. And that's why we go to the NEC Classic Car Show. Yeah. It's just to, to show that the brand isn't just all modified stuff. Um, and My just little try... Renault is included in this brand then because it's 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 not even unmodified; it's almost unbuilt. <laughs> it's like the the project is just make it look like a Renault Five again <laughs> with it. straight panels. Yeah, but it's an appreciated thing because of yeah. the passion that goes with it. It's I mean, it's, yeah, a... especially now as we're all getting older. Um, oh, I hit thirty last year. Yeah, did you? I'm, I'm creeping up to forty now, oh, and it's literally it's quite scary. Yeah, because uh, I'm still dicking around with cars so I, I had my- <laughs> we're sat next to your golf with a VTEC in it yeah. <laughs> and like yeah I'm just dicking around with cars like a fully engine swapped car I can touch it with my hand that's how close we are yeah that's it and then there's three more outside within the gates yeah so the, the, the little every K-Van that was a, a a dream we kind of had we want a little mobile shop yeah um, 
and we don't need a massive van and then it's keeping a massive van somewhere so we kind of like had a jokey thing well let's just get a k-van yeah yeah so after many conversations and measurements like that the k-van in the back is is probably not far off like a caddy or something yeah um so yeah we imported that last year and done a few bits to it and it's had its first year out the only thing is it's it's a lot, a lot slower than we anticipated <laughs> yeah. you forget what they were built for exactly once you yeah. over here and you go oh i need to be able to do 60 down <laughs> yeah i mean, to get I mean 60 I, it hasn't even got rev counter so we don't know i need to try and work out but i, I don't know where it revs at it's horrendous because <laughs> we we would went up to uh, a venue to go look at and I just thought, I'll, I'll quickly unclip, because there's obviously the engine underneath us. I'll unclip the seat, leant back, and it was, I don't know. Screaming. This is screaming. We'll just ignore that for now. So yeah, that's one one big job is we just need a, just a little 10 mile an hour more. Yeah. And it'll be be sound. I, mean, I don't mind sitting at 60, but... You don't want to like, have your ears bleed into Yeah, it. exactly, yeah. I think a Suzuki Carry is on my radar for when I need a van. Yeah. Because that's a 1.3. Yeah, and obviously they're built for... We can do motorways and stuff. Yeah, my it's what I learnt to drive in. Oh, really? Dad had one when I was a teenager. Yeah, because he was uh, into his houses, so he bought a little van to build his, do his interiors and stuff like that. Yeah. So I learnt to drive in that, and we once did the. Well, how fast this can go? (laughs) I think we got to eighty, and the wind started (laughs) really. We're like, okay, I I think we're limited by physics of the sides of the van rather than how fast the engine will take you. Uh, but it's mid-engine and rear-wheel drive, so in theory you could power slide it if you wanted to. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, we definitely haven't got power to do that in ours. <laughs> so, but that's what I think we're going to try and work out if a carry axle will go in. Yeah. Uh, just do the final drive to speed it up. Um, but yeah, also the outside is the 940, which is a bit sick at the minute. Um, I shouldn't have bought it. It's one of those ones I said to myself, we're not buying any more cars this year. And the opportunity came. I've always wanted one. It's a black one, yeah. turbo and stuff, so there's not many of them about. Um, and then it snowballed and then everything else happened so I'm going to try and get that done need to get rid of that um, and then the project which I had about six years now which I can't believe is the the Datsun 240 so which that's is that's quite a big project though yeah uh, it will be it'd be uh, in some ways as big as the Golf uh, back to chassis it needs floors yeah but there won't be no engine swap um, I'm going to keep that <laughs> Well, I think it becomes unaffordable once you start doing engine swaps at that level. Though. Yeah, I mean, so the Golf is, we'll round it up to say 10 years. We, I picked it up for 150 quid off an old lady who needed it out of the way. Um, and then you spent 10 years just taking it apart. Yeah, well, it done it, it done a year, two years of, I mean, it, it, was, it was the whole stance thing, so... It was coilovers, raised the standard engine up and, yeah, took it to Edition 38 and it was literally, the seals were millimetre off the floor. Uh, and then at the time we all had Hondas, so I had Hurst 2000, a couple of mates, EK9s and all that sort of stuff. And it was like, yeah, let's just let's just throw a Honda engine in it. Yeah, so of course. So we just we did that and then... Uh, there was a guy I used stuff. to rock climb with that had a EP3 swapped Mini. Yeah. And he was like, I had a just a 998 Mini at the same time. So we were chatting over cars. He went, oh, yeah, you have to extend the subframes and do... Yeah, it's a lot. It's quite a lot of work to squeeze it in there, which immediately put me off. I was like, I need <laughs> yes. to, I want to drive it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the, the Facebook group, I think, Honda Power Minis. That's where I, a lot of people in there were... I, I asked if I could join it just for the, the help with... Yeah, yeah, just for some bits. And 
Yeah, they did. So yeah, like they helped out with all like the wiring side and stuff. Um, Unfortunately, on these they're quite simple. Still, it's not like quite as complex as the more modern stuff, is it? No, no. So yeah, like the fabrication-wise, like everything, bar drive shafts and exhaust and gear linkage, it's all Honda or uh, Volkswagen bits. Right. So you don't have to have any. Well, not as much kind of unique stuff made. No. No, I it's rapid though. It's pretty quick. Yeah. Is, is so, it the one six or the one nine? One six. One six. Yeah, one six. We built it as stock, um, just to just to see how it goes, yeah. and then we'll we'll take it further. <laughs> but the whole thing was was build it, enjoy it, yeah. and then sell it to unlock the funds for the Datsun. But it's just just out the box. It's been too good, <laughs> and for a car that's been like from a chassis chassis, literally everything I build. Um, it hasn't even had been for tracking or, yeah. or setting up or anything yet. Uh, it's just been too good. So we'll see where we are at the year end with it. Is it not a little bit worrying that you've still got standard seats in there? Because you're <laughs> like, we've built this really fast, capable car. Yeah. It's on properly sorted setup and the seats are flat. Yeah, that's on the to-do list. <laughs> the, uh... You're going to have to get like some classic racing seats. You can't put a couple of brand new spots. No, no, no. Otherwise no. you'd ruin the whole vibe. Yeah, it? exactly. Yeah, I want to... Just some, maybe it's just some Recaros. Uh, I don't really want over shoulder uh, seat belts on it, but I mean, safety wise, I mean, there has been a few hairy, hairy times in it. But, but yeah, I say we'll wait and see for it, really. It's brilliant, though, man. I love it. So it's good. How did you guys come up with Roll Hard then? Let's actually bring it back on the topic so, yeah. of what you do. That's <laughs> it, <Yes>, right. <laughs> so I'll go, I'll tell you what, the best way to do is I'll go through the story and you can stop me or revisit any bits you want to go over okay so we're off the back of max power era uh, there was a forum called eu mania um which was everyone who wanted to sort of clean their car so cleaned with take all bumper moldings off yeah. and smooth stuff um like that then, focus that you shared the other day that green yes one. that was yeah. i've not appreciated one of those shaped focuses <laughs> yeah. and then that you shared that one, i was like Oh, that is tiny. Yeah, so that's why it, that's why it won a favourite 10. It came through an application yeah. and stuff. And I was like, I don't know why I like this. Yeah. I just like, really like it. Just It's really clean. Yeah, and I just yeah, shared it in a group and I was like, I really like this. And everyone was like, yeah, that's definitely a favourite 10 contender. And yeah. I was like, I think it is. Um, I'm going to have to ask for a couple of your photos and that so that I can add these to the, oh, yeah, like yeah, the Patreon yeah. thing that just goes, this is what we're actually talking yeah, exactly, about. So yeah. it's not just completely random. Yeah, no, we've got all that. So that's absolutely fine. Um, so yeah, we, it was all humania. A um, few things went on, like we didn't really like the way the club was going. So a couple of us branched off and we just hang around really. We didn't have a name. A few names sort of dotted around. I think Nanny, Nanny State was one. <laughs> it's like we went through some terrible ones and then um, I think it was jokey kind of like oh well we'll roll hard and all this sort of stuff and it was just like it's a joke really um, and then one of the lads just made a logo which is the backward roll hard which is the old old logo yeah. um, is that that one? it is yeah is that is it that's it yeah the, on the window of the golf so that's actually one of the first I think it's one of the first ones I think and that's why it's on there still so yeah. I wanted to take it off but the lads told me to keep it on so it's staying on <laughs> it's stuck there now <laughs> yes yeah yeah um, and then from there, we started doing shows, like going to shows together, um, going over to Europe. We used to go to a show called Vag Opal, which I don't think is a thing anymore. Um, Heaven on Wheels, which is in Belgium. Uh, Wervesey. Um, I say I bet Wervesey was a big one. Yeah, 2000, 
2013, I think it was the first year we went. Um, and then we just had people asking, do you want to buy, can we buy stickers and stuff? And we was like, uh, yeah, go on then. Like, cause then we can then cover the cost of the website. Cause yeah. we used documenting stuff back then. Um, then that went from there, it went from t-shirts and we did more, just more hanging out, just documenting what we're doing. And that kind of went into our first, like I say, event. It was a barbecue morning, a barbecue evening, sorry, um, from players 2000 and I'd like to say 12, I think it was. And then people asked us to do events. So then we snowballed into that, more clothing, and here we are. So it wasn't really... There was no plan to it. It was no plan just to be where we are. Just a load of mates that are into cars. Yeah. Just kind of keeping track of what they're up to. And that's it. So yeah, it's the, the hardest bit was the, the hobby to business. Because yeah. obviously it was starting to make a bit more money. So then we had to obviously register a company and all that side of stuff. Um, and it's just been managing, keeping it enjoyable whilst doing all the the boring stuff yeah, and accounting yeah. and you know and all the admin and all that sort of stuff the the stuff that people forget exists <laughs> they just it. see the cars and go, oh my god that's amazing go, yeah, that's it. yeah but I've got a stack of invoices that I need to connect to the expenses for the accountant and all that fun side of things yeah so we um, I think it it was it was going well until uh, we did the first year at Bista then uh, we second year would have been 2020 and obviously yeah the big elephant room happened um and we needed a few good years of events to recuperate so the brand effectively died because of it um and me and matt who who does all the graphic design website the ticketing system stuff you don't really see him but you see all all, all the stuff he does um we kind of like it's too good to let it die yeah yeah it's not because of us. It's obviously COVID things have happened and we couldn't recuperate. So we kind of rebranded and started a, a new chapter in the brand. Yeah. So we're obviously, what, to fourth year? No, fifth year. Fifth year of this year. Um, we sold out last year. So it was, a, it was the best decision we did was chase it back down and yeah, sort yeah. out the little bits. It was kind of a... Uh, breath of fresh air really because we could our attitudes completely change from the brand from being a hobby business into a, a business yeah um whilst just keeping hold of the the key elements what roll hard sort of yeah you've kept the essence of it in the yeah, right place it, rather yeah. than just turning it into a big kind of not a corporate entity but it's very easy to fall into that right everything's yeah, about making a few, it a business there's a few brands have gone in and especially being my side of the fence you can see when money is yeah. the forefront of stuff and I mean fair play to them if, if you want to go down that route then that's fine but we're kind of on that fence of I mean the the grand uh, the dream for us is obviously do it full time because no one does it full time it's all everyone thinks that the people do it full time and you meet the people <laughs> it's and it's like no it's just a passion project it's just a passion project it's the thing I get asked the most yeah. after what does the name mean I, it's oh so you do this full time I'm like no, no it, it barely covers the fuel yeah that's it yeah so yeah my, my full time job is I, I work on the golf course looking after the machinery and then right. help on hold the course so I get out of bed quarter past four get to work for oh. 20 past five uh, do that get home uh, about half past two get the girls from school do all the evening thing and then it's the, a two three hour window in the evening yeah. maybe a lunch break as well where it's answering emails, answering and emails doing all that stuff and then obviously planning yeah 
And then uh, me and Matt, we try and keep it weekly. Uh, it's more bi-weekly, but we'll meet up, go to a pub, and then we'll be like, right, what's on the, on the list? Yeah. And we'll, we'll crack on and do that. It's a, it's a lot of work, and I don't think people appreciate how much happens behind the scenes. Yeah. Especially within a passion industry like the automotive world. Like, yeah, that's it. People assume that, oh, you just you set up a logo, you make a website, and then that's it, you're a business, and it pays for itself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, People think we've got loads of money because we've got 118,000 followers. Yeah, that's it. Like, you must be rolling. Yeah, yeah. You've got it. so many followers. <laughs> the biggest problem is how do you split it all between you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I wish. I mean, there's a reason why there's a pink Astra on the drive. <laughs> I pulled in, I was like, I went the right hat. Yeah, that's it. I had to check the number again. <laughs> yeah, it's, just that, it's a car that, that handed down. It was Charlotte's granddad's. Yeah. Uh, it was like 16,000 miles ago. It's on 40 now. It's a 2002 Astra. Um, it's just it's just too good as a crap car. Yeah, like I know it's, what you, mean. Yeah. you <clears> can't <throat> get rid of it unless it catastrophically fails. Yeah, exactly. I've, I'm a nerd. I'm like, oh, I like that as a daily. And then I just get in the Astro and I'm like, yeah. Oh, I'm thing. buying my sister in law's go offer. Yeah. Just as a, oh, I could just tank this down country lanes and not really care. Yeah. Whereas if I'm in the 86 and a car comes your way in the winter, it is like nerve wracking. Yeah. And I go, you just go, right, off we go, let's go. Yeah, Which exactly. is what I bought the Renault for. And then it turns out that pre 2000 cars can be more problematic than you expect. And it's like, oh, it's got carburetors and things. Yeah, you exactly. Fiddle with everything. Whereas at least, a, I think it's a 2008 I go. It might be a bit newer. Yeah. It should. Should be all right. It should keep going for a bit. Yeah. Um, no, I see the, the Astra's been a, it's been a, it's the most valuable player. I, I, I call it because it's just touch wood it just goes yeah like I've done the cam about all the boring stuff and it's just one of those cars that just turns in well, I guess yeah. having that skill set is quite valuable for you yeah so I think it's it's a blessing and it's uh, I can't know yeah it's, it's like sometimes it's a bit horrible sometimes because literally you say to someone oh what are you into cars and they're like oh cool oh what do you think to this? Oh, I've got this problem. And it's, it's like, like, oh, no, I'm it's open like, the door. <laughs> that's it. I think that's why I never actually went to work into the automotive trade. Yeah. Because um, I had a few offers, I've had few offers to go work in garages and all that sort of stuff. And it's, I think if I did that, I think I Kill would have started, yeah, it would have resent, resented cars. Yeah, I've met mechanics that are similar. Like a friend of mine, um, his mechanic, Every time I see him, I'm like, so what, what cars do you like? I, mean, oh, I work on them, so I don't really care about cars. Yeah. Like, it's my job, and it, it ruins the passion side of cars if you just spend all day fixing them um, rather than just being able to enjoy them and going, oh, this has got a bit of a problem, I'll, I'll tinker. Yeah. When it is all you do day in, day out. Yeah, the last thing you want to do 20 years is... into that job, you're like, I don't care. I yeah. just, <laughs> just I want to get home and not think about cars for five minutes. Yeah, exactly. I think uh, there was a, the old place I used to work at uh, there was a, a body shop around the corner and the guy there had a E36 GT. Nice. Green. That stock, completely standard. But it was battered. <laughs> paint worn out and everything. <laughs> Managed to catch up with him um, just to like to say, if you want to sell it, give him a shout. And he just pretty much never selling it, never painting it, fed up with painting cars. So I'm never going to paint my own car. <laughs> and, uh, so mechanically it was all right, but yeah, it yeah was, all the paint was blistered and he just never, he would Lost be, the love for it outside yeah. of work. Which is understandable. It's something that I always get a bit conscious with, with being in the car world, mm. is that I don't want to ruin the, the spark I have for cars. Yeah. Because you go, oh, I've seen all of the multi-million pound cars now. It's not exciting like it used to be. Yeah. But then I saw a Mitsubishi GTO yesterday 
I've not seen one for ages. No. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, okay, the spark is still there. It's just, it's not, I'm not obsessed with supercars like I used to be because I've matured and I appreciate the more interesting nuanced stuff that exists. Yeah, I think when, you, when you're when you in it as much as we are, I think you you don't like everything. Because there's no one who likes everything. Everyone has their own particulars of what they like. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like my, my brother works for uh, Bell's Classic, the Ferrari specialist. Yeah. Um, he's been there, I think about a year, 18 months now. And F40 is just a... Just a normal car. Just a normal car now. Yeah. And he, he kind of hates it, but he... <laughs> That, like he gets ruined the F four. Yeah, he gets to move him about and stuff like that, and take him for MOTs and stuff. So the first time or second time, I was like, that's amazing. And now it's kind of like just sends a picture, and I was asked today, and everyone's like, in the group's like, oh god, it's amazing. He's like, yeah. He's sat there worrying about all the potential things that could go wrong. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. How much of a pain in the ass that will be. Yeah. And the magic is not the thing that keeps <laughs> him excited. It. Yeah. Because if you get a chance to drive an F forty, like, oh my god, I get to drive an F forty. You're not thinking about if I get this wrong. Yeah, exactly. If someone prangs me in a car park, yeah, it's a pain in the backside. Whereas he's, at, he'll be at that point now. He's like, it's just a lot of faff. It's so much faff to be anywhere near an F forty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's where he's at. So, I mean, yeah, this year is, uh, we're getting back into our clothing with uh, a lot of cut and sew stuff. So that's our big, biggest focus. We've actually got a secured a venue for our coffee mornings. Right. Which I can say on here because we're announcing it tomorrow. Yeah, you've got a couple of weeks. For so this, we've got a couple of weeks. That's cool. Yeah. So it's at uh, Great Northern Classics in Derby. Oh, okay. So that's an old... Uh, Rolls-Royce building yeah. which was put up in World War II used to build Spitfire engines and stuff like that um, and a lot of investors taking it in it's like a I'd compare it to Bista is it in Derby? yeah it's in Derby oh, yeah. okay. pretty much near near the centre of Derby oh interesting yeah so I used to work in Derby oh did you? I'm from up that way yeah so I, I used to work near the football stadium oh okay so I'd yeah, go yeah. into the city centre on my lunch just to you know, just wander around and get coffee and stuff. Um, yeah. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. Go and have a look, yeah, because I think their first event uh, to the public is next month, I think. Um, and then we're beginning of April is our one. So we wanted to do coffee. Coffee. I hate the tag cars and coffee because it's just done to That's to why death. mine's coffees and cars. Yeah, exactly. I was like, we'll just yeah. call it something different. Like, <laughs> yeah, it it, it yeah. has to be a little bit different. <clears throat> exactly, It's grammatically yeah. incorrect, so it's unique. Yeah, that's it. And... Uh, we, we, so we're going to do sort of coffee mornings, but also we're going to do evening events. So the first one will be a coffee morning just to get our, the wheels turning. The second one we're hoping to be uh, be a first lot in the morning and then a bit of a break in the afternoon and then in the evening. Oh, so, yeah, it's only like 140 cars. So it'd be nice, small, nothing yeah. like what Vista is. And it's like a, a 2,000 car. Oh, sort of. I think the last scramble was something like 7,000 tickets. Yeah. Which it's, is just it's mad when you start to think of the numbers. Yeah, that's it. I, I get just, involved. Yeah, we we capped at four and a half last year. Yeah. Um, because we want the balance of. I mean, we could open it up, um, but we like we want to keep the balance. We want to keep the atmosphere because that's what a lot of people like. Yeah. Obviously, Bista being Bista is very good looking, um, but once you get too many people in there. It ruins it. It, it ruins it. So four so and a half is when about. When you go where we're through at. your Bista process, do you go right? We've got, say, we've got two hundred cars that we want on the technical site that we can position in good photo spots. Yeah. So and then you have the general car parking. Yeah. Work. So we we separate it into technical site, which is obviously the main bit where the buildings are. Uh, the paddock, which is the bit in between the two hangars. Yeah. Uh, then the hangar, and then the green, and then parking. 
So when you get an application in, me, it's me and Johnny who go through them. I think we had, uh, what was it, 1,400 last year, I think it was. It's good numbers, that. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's unreal. And for the way we mark, do our marketing for it as well, it's been a slow burner. Like, we don't want to pump it out because yeah. you start capturing the wrong type of people that you want at your event. Um, and that's why it's become nice and chilled because we've kind of let word of mouth like organization was the top priority yeah so we went way ott for the first couple of years um and like like get like, like decent food all the infrastructure sort of stuff so yeah so we get then the wave info uh, applications come in me and john will sit down and then it will go literally just dumps onto a spreadsheet and it's just pulling cars into yeah, yeah. lines and so then, as part of your application, it's like, watch your Instagram so we can actually see what the yeah, is. Like so, yeah, sort of because obviously people do lie. And <laughs> the, the big one is, oh, my car's this, it's a project in a minute, but it will be done for the show. Yeah. And it's like, can you look at it? And we obviously we're experienced you with know projects. We know, you're 10 we years know into this goal. If it's a business doing it, or we know the person, or if it's going to be something special, we'll normally reach out and be like, really? Is yeah. it really all you kind of hoping? Because we know... There's certain, like life elements. Like it's down to bare metal. I don't think you get in it. Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we did fair play. We did have someone, and he just kept badgering. He goes, "It's going to be, going to be," and it was literally. I think it was uh, February. I think it was just literally bare metal chassis, and then it came to came. It was completely finished for the event. Fair play to that guy. Yeah, and I was literally like, yeah, like he was crunching like evenings. That's all he did weekends. all the time. Yeah, that's the, literally just did trip. that. Yeah, God. but yeah, so we obviously do that, and then. Um, we go through Eventbrite, which I think we're going to use again, um, or we might use another online one. I use um, Car Calendar for mine. I do. Because yeah. I can do free tickets for coffees and cars, just so I have a rough idea of how many people are going. Yeah. And it also gives the option where I can go, right, if you paid two quid or whatever, I'll give it to charity. Like, yeah. It's just a nice little way to, to give back. Yeah. But they have um, like the inbuilt ticket system okay, that's ticket cool. scanner app on your phone that matches up and yeah. because it's focused around the car thing you can ask for I want your number plate I want your name I want yeah, your, exactly. so you kind of have an expectation of who's coming in what cars well in advance yeah. that's been quite a handy one yeah um, that's good yeah. so it I might mean, be worth having a, a gander at yeah we'll have a look especially for the um, the, the, coffee, the one. coffee one and stuff because we don't want to go down to those routes because obviously all the, the um, charges and stuff they don't yeah. want to so yeah, so that's where we're at. So we, we want some just steady coffee mornings. We've got potentially two venues to talk about which have nothing to do with cars at all. And because we want to, like the, the calendar's obviously littered yeah. with things. And there's the same sort of brands putting on shows at the same sort of venues. Um, so we want to try and have, well, the goal is the bigger vendor Bista a half the size of that so semi-big event and then coffee mornings through the year yeah um, and it's more just uh, the coffee mornings they'll make us no money they're potentially going to cost us money but we just want to build uh, have somewhere for our customers to come yeah and yeah. You know, hang out it's that community out. thing it's, yeah, exactly. plus then you've got like opportunity for content and yeah exactly like yeah, content creation and bring people to you so that you can go right let's chat about your car on camera because we're doing youtube now or let's yeah. do this let's do that rather than you going right there's this really cool car but it's 300 miles away yeah why don't we meet in the middle at one of our events and then we can talk about it yeah exactly so that's that and then uh yeah clothing because that's what we were known for was 
we used to sell quite a lot of clothing, tailor that off to focus on events. And our events are pretty much yeah. where we're at. Um, this year we'll see a, a complete bespoke range of clothing and stuff, which would be nice. Which so, is a pain in the ass to get done. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, <laughs> I wish I'd never went down the route, but being me, it was literally, I just, just continued with it. Yeah. So yeah, I think we're at like the jacket we've got, um, I think it's our fifth sample. So what's the, the mix that you have between almost like, so a lot of the stuff I do is I'll have a good base, like hoodie, tee, and then different prints on it. Yeah. How much of it is that versus how much is a bespoke from the ground up piece? So at the minute it is, so if you were to order now, they're blanks. Yeah. So we order our blanks in um, and then we send them to a printer. Yeah. Um, and that's literally pretty much it. Yeah. But as of, I'm hoping as of April, because uh, we're just about to sort, uh, sort all the order out, it will be everything, bar the old stuff that's on the shop, all the new stuff will be cut and sew. So all the T-shirts will be sized and materials picked. Yeah. Uh, long sleeve, hoodie, jacket, and a flannel shirt nice. as well. Yeah, so... The challenge there is the numbers start to get much bigger to make yeah. it work. Yeah, that's it. I mean, luckily we found a supplier who's quite low yeah. MOQ. Um but again, yeah, it's we don't want to start pumping it out on socials. Like we don't want to be. Yeah, seen the whole desperate, Instagram desperate. just changes. Just to changes. You guys in like, yeah, buy this, buy this, buy yeah. this. So well, then people just think you're the ILB drivers club, won't they? <laughs> they've They'll been, go yeah. classic car, yeah. load down with clothes, ILB, and yeah. then you're like, no, we're different. We're yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's 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 again keeping on to what we do. Yeah, um, and then having something on the shop for people who want to invest in us well, you're representing then aren't you yeah like that's that's the whole idea behind why i did clothing was uh you represent something and it it stands for more than just what the t-shirt is yeah that's it and it's a way to connect with other people like if someone wears a roll hard, hard hoodie you go i know that i know what that's about yeah I, if you appreciate it i immediately have this judgment that you're a bit more interesting than the lay person in a night hoodie yeah exactly yeah. it becomes about the community less so than uh, how much money can we make off t-shirts yeah that's it so we're um so that's where we're at with everything this year and then we're potentially going to start the biggest project that we've ever done because obviously the lads have all kind of built their own cars and stuff and there's a project coming up which we're going to announce um in maybe in a couple of weeks, maybe in a month's time. So maybe around the time this will come out, maybe, mm. um, which will be a complete, again, chassis up build, but going way above yeah. the level that we've ever built anything. Um, and then hopefully with the YouTube channel kicking off and being where we're at, I think we might have a dog running in a minute. <laughs> it's okay, it won't be the first time. Yeah, that's it. Oh, there he is. Like, there we there's. are. <laughs> It's such a big he's dog such, as well. He's such a dope. <laughs> he's as a clock to her in it. If he clocked her in it, he would be straight in. And there he goes. He's opened the back door to go in. I think we're safe. <laughs> he's amazingly dexterous. That door opened and closed. Yeah, oh yeah. He's, uh, as much as, as much as I love him, he is a pain in the arse. <laughs> he's literally from it. Oh yeah, projects. So yeah, that's yeah the biggest project. So with YouTube, obviously this year, we've focused on that. That's been the hardest a whole without with everything with roll hard that's the hardest thing yeah um we had to, we've the content's always been there but it's having someone to shoot the content um and farence which i can't like thank him enough he literally 
just threw himself into it. Yeah. He'd done a bit of filming previously, had a break and done his photography, which you'll see on our socials and stuff. Um, and he was just literally like, come on, we've, we've got to get it done. And I was like, okay. So, so yeah, that's been a learning curve for the first, well, last end of last year and beginning this year. Yeah. So, and, uh, Do you think that kind of idea has been a little bit influenced by like Night Ride getting such popularity in the kind of quirky, classic, interesting car world? Yeah, it's uh, it seems to just explode into consciousness. Yeah, it has. I think it's it's always something that we've wanted to do. It's just not being able to to do it. Yeah, and we've needed someone like Farrance because that's the weird dynamic with Rohard. We're all friends, so it's not like you do this, you do this, you do this. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just where we get the possibility to do stuff. So with him going down that route, we just want to go into uh, behind the scenes with the brand um, to see, so people understand how much goes into certain stuff, which obviously with the event. Next episode on the channel, we do our invoices. Yeah, right? that's it, yeah. We do the accounting <laughs> and sit with Dan whilst he does all the uh, applications. Listen for... to Dan swear for 20 minutes <laughs> about all these different bits on this spreadsheet. Yeah, exactly, yeah. What's a comma-separated value? <laughs> <laughs> that's it, yeah. You're like, Charlotte, can you come give me a hand? I don't know what an auto-sum is. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so we get that. And then... Um, then documents car culture a bit. Obviously, obviously, there's a lot of it out there, but we want to try and have our own sort of format and just bring a bit more value to the brand. Yeah. Um, it ties into so that lifestyle. Yeah, it? exactly. Yeah. So you'll see a bit more of us pushing it on socials and stuff um, and so we can get there. But yeah, we've got a, a couple more coming out over the next couple of weeks. This Sunday... It will be announcement of GNCs, the trip when we went up and saw the venue. Uh, we've got Ricky uh, Model A Hot Rod, um, and then a couple more over the next yeah. week. So we're trying to do it every Sunday at 5 p.m. Oh, that's a good good schedule team. Yeah, so we've, we've hit it so far. Uh, France has got a couple in the, in the tank. So as long as people keep letting us film, we should be right. I guess for you guys as well, you're approaching it as someone that's established. Yeah, so that's, that opens that's the, the door a bit easier. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the big advantage we've had. Um, and as soon as you've got over a hundred thousand Instagram followers, pretty much everybody's going to listen to at least what you have to say to start that conversation. Yeah, it's um, it's a it's a weird one because when when I speak to people, I run real hard, and people who are in the they're like, "Oh my god, Rohard," and yeah. I'm like, "Yeah," I like sometimes I don't really appreciate. That it's got a... Well, got me, because the problem with me is I'm always on next the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. Like now we're in the garage and it's completely serious done. That looks looks good. But I'm on the next thing already. <laughs> yeah, you've already said you want to extend it to get another Yeah, so I'm on to the next... And I never sit back to appreciate what I have. And it's a problem I have. Um, and Charlotte's just literally just like... I just, just keep going. It's a really tough one to learn, though. Yeah. Like, I, I struggle with it as well and I, I'm not I'm not done as much as you guys have yet but you don't kind of want to stop because then your brain kind of goes like quiet yeah exactly you know I, I don't know how to deal with this yeah I'm not used to there not being noise and yeah. the noise is what keeps me moving forward and makes things happen and then you kind of you stop once and it goes quiet and you go oh, but what if it doesn't start back up again <laughs> so you just got I've got to keep going while yeah, exactly. you're still there yeah that's the, that's the biggest worry when we had the rebrand yeah, because we were like, right, are we calling it? Are we what are we doing? Um, what and am I going to do with my weekends if this stops? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it was just you know, the hardest thing was pausing the shop. Yeah, like we was like, 
because we don't sell a hell of a lot of stuff. There'll be sometimes there'll be a week where we do one or two items. The yeah. next week it might be 30, 40 items. But it was just like, we can't turn the shop off. Mm. And we're like, no, we can. Don't worry. There'll be people on the other side still buying us. Yeah, yeah. Um, the car world will still be there. It'll still be there and stuff. And that was, so that was a big lesson to us. Like we, we don't, like we, we can if we need to. But I've just said to myself, like I'm preaching 40, still doing this part-time. I kind of, uh, I want to do it at least, uh, I say part-time, right, full-time job with this, obviously after hours. I want to try and at least try and do this part-time. Yeah. So one or two days a week and three days doing hopefully what I can do I'll tell you what, it, it frees up a lot if you can do it. I do one day a week. Yeah. And it it's not necessarily that I'm really productive on that day, but the amount of mental space it creates yeah, that's is it. so helpful. And I'm fortunate in the position that I'm in to be able to afford that. Mm. But it, it's just, it lifts so much weight. And it's like, I can have an evening where I go, I don't want to think about making clothes or designing something or emailing people. I just want to sit and play on Forza for five hours. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I can do that because I'm like, well, tomorrow I'm off. So I'll do all that stuff in the morning. And it's amazing how much mental space it creates and how much benefit it is for your well-being. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So with, with me and Matt, with Matt doing as much as he does with um, all the graphic design and stuff, like it's, it's something I've wanted to learn. Yeah. for ages and I'm starting to learn the basics with it but if I had a day then then that's four days a month where I can start learning to that and it yeah, takes yeah. a bit of pressure off him so we can start doing a bit more with that on socials and stuff now that's the dream obviously the dream is the, the, the whole dream is the, the one that we all, when we all get together we'll be like you want the auto finesse space yeah everybody's covered the bills from it yeah exactly it's been like it's a dream like we'll go into it start talking about it it's 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 to have a premises yeah um and it's not like a like a cafe machine where it's just events sort of based but somewhere where someone can come and there'll be a garage whether that's what we offer or it'll be open pits so people can go rent the space and you know use that uh have a you can come have a coffee we'll get food vans in uh, do just like maybe one event a week or at the weekend and stuff. Yeah, and it's all like it's all like written down in the business plan I and think stuff. Every group of car friends has this same. Yeah, dream. exactly. Yeah, like we just want a space that we can work on cars, hang out with our mates, and build friends around. Yeah, it's almost the Fast and Furious house is where everyone wants to end yeah, up. Exactly, yeah, exactly. You're all sat outside having a barbecue, and it's just a nice vibe and environment. And yeah. if it can be something that pays for itself and affords everyone the ability to do it. That's, like, that's the ultimate goal. That's the dream. Yeah. I, I think I've had several conversations with my mates about doing something <laughs> similar. It, yeah. It's like, one of them already has a coffee shop. Yeah. So, uh, two of them run a YouTube thing about cars. Yeah. I'm doing this, like, yeah, but we all live two hours from each other. Yeah, so unless that's we it. were close, yeah. it's not going to happen. Yeah, that's the logistics with, with Rollhard as well. It's, with Farris, he does YouTube. He's in Taunton. Right. And then we've got so if we work our way up the country, Joey is in London. Uh, Johnny, who does a lot of photography and stuff and helps with applications, he's Essex. Yeah. Um, then we've got a couple of lads in Hertfordshire. Then me, Leighton Buzzard. I'll try and make sure I don't miss anyone out. And then we've got Eden, who's Colville, which is Leicester. Yeah. And then we've got Jack, who's Yorkshire. So when we get all to... All the way up. <laughs> it's yeah. literally all the way up. So our group essentially was all in Essex. Yeah. And then we've all moved 
moved out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so where um, Squizita is in Hertfordshire, yep. I lived four minutes walk from there, which yep. is how we became friends, was through the second or third lockdown when you could still go outside, but you couldn't have friends around yeah, or whatever it was. Weird. Yeah, weird times. Um, Mike, who runs the cafe, was doing takeaway coffees for like two quid. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'll come and have a wander and have a coffee, and then just became friends. Yeah. Because he's into cars and blah, blah, blah. And then the Backroads guys, they're they were working on their 944 mm-hmm. in my friend's workshop, which is where my Renault is at the minute. And I went down to fit my coilovers. Yep. And then we met and we became friends and that was like 30 minutes away. And then we've all just kind of, I moved to Northamptonshire. Yep. One of our friends moved to Cambridgeshire. One of them's moved to Clacton. We all just kind of went, right, we're all just going to leave this one area where it's <laughs> really it. convenient and central. Yeah. And now we're all two hours apart from everyone. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that's that's the, the overall dream. And... It's got. It's like this. This this year is the biggest year for the brand. Yeah. Um, and then it will forecast where we're gonna gonna take it. So um, we we obviously used to do an event in Belgium, which was the Belgian chapter. Um, unfortunately, that uh, slowly sort of it died a death just because the group out there sort of again grew up sort of moved away. Got and kids. It's, got yeah. So it's just that. It's that crossover of like people who are able to continue and people who aren't and different interests and stuff like that yeah, so yeah. um it's sort of a spark still out there I speak like levy is one of my best mates or levy sorry he's one of my best mates uh speak to him and it's like he came to the uh, bista event the first time this year which gave him the bug again to go and go and that so we've, we've looked at venues and stuff and there's nothing there's nothing happened this year but it means that there's still the thought about There's still the thought of that there, yeah. yeah. I think we, we might go out there and take a few cars out just to go and just hang out and do some stuff yeah. there. Um, but we'll, just we'll enjoy the cars again. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It, it, was, it was always just the trip. I mean, with Wurbersee as well, um, that 2014 was the, the best year. I built a, a Volvo 245, which is like an illustration over there, which was... It never, it never intended. Yeah, oh, around yeah. the corner. Yeah, oh, yeah. Cool. It was a a two four five, which it, it was never intended to go. I was going in a mate's car, and everything sort of happened. Like the parts started coming up. Um, like some five by one hundred eight RFs turned up in uh, for sale in Germany. They came, and I was like, right, okay. Well, I've got the wheels. And that's just because suspension is all like custom work on it. Um, then that came available. And I was like, right, okay. And then it ended up being like this happened to all this four happened, yeah literally like the whole underside of the car was sort of rebuilt rebuilt with the wheels and stuff <laughs> did all the maintenance to the engine and then um it's like my mate andy king was helping me at the time it was a uh, was it a week to go i think it was and i was like i'm, I'm booking the, i'm booking the ferry we're, we're doing it <laughs> and, uh, and we were like yeah right. so and then it took three days to bleed the front brakes <laughs> because literally so, so at that point the old company i was going into work at seven, finishing at half five, and yeah. I was building a car down there as well. So then after that, whatever state the car was on, it would have to be back on wheels so I could wheel it out okay. of the workshop. Yeah, yeah. It would be wheeling it in um, and work on it till whenever, like order pizza or I'd have microwave meals. Um, and that's, I think me and Charlotte were, I think, year, two years in. No, 
about three years in. So she knew I was into cars, but she never knew the level of commitment it would be to yeah, get yeah. one. Um, I ended up sleeping down work a few times. God, she has stood, like, stood by you. Yeah, she's been through some shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, like, but, fortunately, when Grace and I met, I was working night shifts in the high secure hospitals. So yeah. she knew, like, that's about as far apart from each other as you can be, because I'd get back and be like, I need to go to sleep now. And she's like, well, I'm going to uni, so yeah. we get, like... 30 minutes a day yeah yeah so. so it was like this is as as far apart as we can be so it's only ever going to be more and more together yeah that's so she it. knew what she was in for from the get go yeah exactly yeah sounds like Charlotte's had a lot of learning curve yeah quite quickly. I, I completely catfished her as well I had my <laughs> S2000 which was loaded and stuff that oh yeah I did the same turn up yeah. in the 80s I was like I've got a house that was one of my dad's that yeah. I just paid his mortgage on. <laughs> I've got a job when I worked like four shifts a week in a hospital on minimum wage mm. I've got a sports car and I was like that's on finance yeah. <laughs> and I just fuck around <laughs> that's it yeah yeah so I knew Charlotte so went oh, yeah we're digressing but we'll that's quickly fine. do this and go back we um, knew Charlotte when, when we was like early teens and stuff and it was all like going out in the evenings I'd always fancied her yeah but yeah. I was like that helped I was literally like the little weed and stuff I was like never never going to be able to have to get in there and then we bumped into each other uh, she finished uni, came out and bumped into her, into her, uh, the full house in Emerald Hempstead, uh, which is a fine establishment. Um, and there's always this argument, I can't remember. Um, I can't remember who gave whose number. Um, is that more down to the, the time and place that you met as to your memory on it? Or is it just you've got bad memory? Uh, I was, yeah, yeah, I, was actually, I was tanked. <laughs> yeah. I was tanked, yeah. Um, and yeah, and I had the S2000 at the time. And then, yeah, went out for a few dates and stuff. And it, it just, yeah... Yeah, and she's been by my side ever since. Two two dogs, two cats, two kids. A, a load of geckos. Loads of geckos. Which I've met, and they're all very cool. Yeah, they're awesome things. So it's that, and then um, many cars. But yeah, as much as, like, with, like she's she's always been that, that force behind me where I'm just like, sometimes I'm just literally like... I'm done. I just, I, I, yeah, the amount of times I've been thrown in the, in the towel... With with roll hard and stuff because a long time like it, like money wise like we still don't like we take a money which covers our fuel. What's that take money? We put fuel for it when we see each other and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't pay us a wage because we we want to grow it. Yeah. Um, and just expand it and just keep going and going until we're at a pop. We've at a point where we're like, well, what are we doing? Are we going to do this full time or what? And then we'll reassess. Um, and yeah, and then Charlotte would be like, there's a cup of tea or there's a coffee. Just stop mucking about. And I'd yeah. be like, yeah, okay. Then, then, just yeah. enough to keep Just you. enough, yeah, just enough. And she, yeah, I like, I love to bits. She's, yeah, she's done so much. So, yeah, and then, uh, so yeah, anyway, we'll go back to the Volvo now. So, <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, so yeah, so yeah, yeah literally, fine. I think it was about, I think it's about two years I had the S2000 stuff and then I sold it. Um, and the money went pretty much into the flat that we bought, and then I had a little small pot to buy a thousand pound car and build it. Yeah. And I've always wanted a two four five, so went up to Newcastle upon Tyne, which is not Newcastle. It's not Newcastle. No, but it's still yeah. quite far north. Isn't it towards Stoke Way? Yeah, yeah. that way. Um, literally bought it. The guy, <laughs> the guy wouldn't let me drive it. Red flags. Good sign, yeah. <laughs> it was rusty. Red flags. And I was just like, Charlotte was in the car next to me. And I was like, do you know what? I'm just, I'm too far in. I can't, yeah. my pride, 
I can't be this like... This sounds like how I ended up with my Renault. Yeah. I literally went, I was like, if I can drive it home, I'll give you the 500 quid you want for it. Yeah. And I didn't tell my other, I didn't tell Grace that I was doing this. I just <laughs> went to go and do... I had this whole conversation myself. Yeah. And then like the next day, I was like, I need you just to drive me to Sudbury. Yeah. <laughs> so, why? Yeah. I, uh, I literally... <laughs> I said to the guy, oh, will you take 800 quid? No, it's a thousand pound. Like the, the garage was a thousand pound cars. It's a thousand pound. I was like, <laughs> that guy just wants some consistency yeah, to it. He's like, yeah, if exactly. I 10 cars, it's 10 grand. Yeah, that's it. And I was like, oh, do you know what? I'll do that. I'll do that. So <laughs> I literally, I got in it, clutch slipped. It wouldn't drive straight. And I was like, fuck. But I drove it home. Uh, literally like, like yeah, I was literally yeah like quarter half turn everyone thought you were just warming your tyres up and yeah Charlotte rang me obviously had a hands free device and uh, she's like how are you getting on and I was like hey, it's fantastic I love it I was literally like right get home new clutch full poly bush kit oh, I um, didn't have that bad I giggled my whole way home when I got uh, mine's hor- it was horrendous I, <laughs> I didn't think I was going to make it home um, but yeah we, yeah we built it I built it in such a small window we've just absolutely just smashing the hours out uh, a week to go I couldn't believe the brakes and I was so tired I put the calipers on upside uh, the wrong way around so they're upside down so there's a load of air in the top and it was literally well, my mate, those embors <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah my mate uh, Adam Costa who helped out as well he came down and he, I was like Look, I've bled it I've done this I, it's just not doing it and I, but there's no bubbles coming up I don't know what's going on and he was like you've got the calipers on the wrong way around that's literally like three days of this. Done that, bled it, fine. And then, uh, yeah, we uh, went to go pick Andy up. So we built in, it was in King's Lane, went to High Wycombe, pick Andy up. Went and f- put a full tank in it for the first time. Full tank. Petrol all over the oh. floor. The top of the tank was all rotted out. <laughs> and I said to Andy, I was like, nah, like we're, we're going. <laughs> so literally, three quarters of Yeah, everywhere. well, yeah, I went to Motor Factors, bought a load of this like tank repair stuff. So it was like, it's not like you can weld it. No, exactly. Yeah. So we were literally in a car park, just getting covered in fuel, trying to patch it all up. And we patched it up. And yeah, we did, we just free, did three quarter tank the whole way there. Missed the ferry by, I think it was nine hours. <clears throat> then got to Munich at like three, no, it be about four in the morning, hour sleep. And then back on, we the, road. Back on the road down to Wembley. But it was like one of those ones where it's the stories where we'll never replicate it and it was so good. Yeah, it, you can't... While it's happening, it's horrible. Yeah. And you hate every second of it. Yeah. But it builds that, like, strength and that bond between you and the per- people that you share that story yeah, with. Yeah, that's it. It's like, I wouldn't willingly do this twice. Oh, I'll never do it again. But I look back on it with fondness because we overcame such a challenge and it was it was that conquering the the difficulty is the real reward to it all yeah exactly um, I think um, I, I wouldn't make myself do this again yeah, that's it yeah I think we did uh, we did quite a lot of trips they was there for over a week they went down to Italy Slovenia um, with it obviously we've obviously been in Austria if you didn't know so we was, literally did that I think we did nearly 4,000 miles off that the back way. of it building it straight like building it and then driving it and come back and literally it was just a just, running period there yeah it's it yeah yeah that's it yeah and do you know what? it just didn't miss a beat uh, bar the occasional fuel leak when we put too much fuel in it <laughs> which is like i look back now and i was like i was we went through a tunnel and i aired it out uh, made sparks to, to create sparks <laughs> and nearly I, fireball yeah and i literally look back now like you you, you could have literally just like incinerated the car but 
yeah, it's just like that would have been like a movie style explosion where it just the back just launches into the air. Yeah, exactly. Well. Yeah, <laughs> just a trail of like fire. This guy hit eighty-eight miles an hour coming through here. Yeah, <laughs> just that, lines of on fire. I can't remember what the, camera, what the tunnel's called though, but it's one of the really long ones. Not like the Rouen or the um, Mont Blanc. It might be the Mont Blanc because that is kind of in the middle of the morning. Yeah, it? that's it. It's a really, uh, really, um, it was a really one. But yeah. So, yeah, that was good. That was funny. But, yeah, we're obviously... It's a shame, obviously, what's happened, but it's just got too too big. I think that's the problem with a lot of the car world, especially for people that create events, is it's hard to police yeah. properly. It's hard to kind of control the behaviour of the people that come. Yeah, that's it. And it, it's, it's quite hard to go, can we please just leave, like, grown-ups and not upset everyone so that we can keep doing this? Yeah. The people that don't have a vested stake in it happening, they don't really care. So you can't get them to be on your side in the same way because you go, oh, I'll just go to a different one next time and ruin that one as well. Yeah, that's it. Um, that's where we kind of been touch wood. We've been lucky with the event, like the last year's event. We went absolutely ham on <clears throat> spreading the message. So yeah. literally when you buy a ticket, you'd have to tick a box saying, I will arrive and leave the venue and then when you left, it was like, don't be a Wally. Like, yeah, yeah. just literally. When you guys stood at the exit as well. Yeah, we stood at the exit. Just being like, nice and steady, please. Yeah, we, we kind of, we, we stood there. And there was a, a, a quite well-known YouTuber, um, which we kind of just, we just stood there. And which ruined his content, which is good. But like I said, there's a lot of people who go to the event who help spread the message, which yeah. I, I always like thanks to them. Because if there's enough of them it kind of quashes all the yeah because then it becomes uncool to be the person that isn't following that yeah exactly because you kind of get the idea across that nobody cares about your stupid sideways exit no exactly and that and um, yeah the band list I think sits at 80 right and that I think it's about about 80 and we share that with other shows for the year as well so Obviously, if they change car and stuff, it's it, it, it can thing, but it's it's the message is there. Like if you if you're gonna turn up and be like a knobhead and leave, yeah, yeah. like it, I think the the second, I think it's the second year. It's just like I have to take a day off work to go up to Bista to go have a meeting and go through it all and how we can prevent it and all that sort of stuff. And it's just literally like it's thing. But, Bista's run by kind of older, more serious people as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's not as bad. bad. So Liz is, uh, we, we had Charlie. He was a very, very good uh, events guy. He works for one of the companies on, on the site now. Mm. Um, we've got Liz now as well, who's, he's, she's on our wavelength. We've got a really good relationship with Bista now. Um, I think you guys have effectively kind of opened the door to them to go in look not all of the modified world is people trying to do yeah we've we've seen it we've seen it massively especially over the last well post-covid um and just helping bring the demographic age down like the actual age down of attendees at Bista because when we we I've been going since not the first scrambles because the first ones were out on the airfield I think yeah they were Uh, like 2018 I think I think so maybe early in that actually I think quite possibly yeah but um we I went to the first one when it was in a technical yeah, and, uh, and it was just literally uh, a load to so many old boys. Yeah, 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 that was always the the like I first heard about it in 2019 because Grace was doing a placement at there's a prison near there. Yeah, and um, I went up to stay with her one weekend. Uh, as I was leaving, or we got up on the Sunday morning to go out, I was like, oh, there's a classic car there, and there, and there, and then 
where are all these classic cars going? And then it was like, oh, this the RF base is actually a big technical site. Yeah, it's, a, it's an incredible site. I mean, like, we're, we're lucky to sort of have somewhere like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, funnily enough, we went to see, I can't remember, is it Staffordshire Showground? I think we went up to, to go look at for a venue. I can't remember the year, but it was just as we took, uh, we took, Bista took the keys um, to the site and we was coming back and Staffordshire wasn't what we anticipated. Mm. And um, I can't remember where I was, I must have been on socials or something that something happened. And I was like, let's just, we're on the M40, let's just, just quickly peel off, off yeah. and go in. And uh, we went onto the site and uh, Pip was there, Pip, Pip White. Um, and was like, look, we're, this is what we're, where we're at. We're going to be looking for a venue. Can we look around? And it was the site before any work had happened. Right. Okay. Um, we walked around, we were like, oh, it's amazing. Like, this is, this is it. What a backdrop. Yeah, exactly. And we'd never anticipated getting to that level. Yeah. And then it was, yeah, a few, a few days on, it was like, we done two years at Cressing Temple Barnes, which is in Essex, which is like a 1500, uh, 1500s like farm. Second year was, if, <laughs> if, if anyone went to it, uh, it's not our fault. It <laughs> Getting is, excuse it, in there, really. It's not our fault. Uh, like, so the first year was good. Second year, it was pre-ticket. You couldn't buy a ticket on the gates because there was one entrance in and out. Yeah. Um, we, I think it was kind of about 10 o'clock and there was like, there's still cars coming in. Like, so many, and we're like, okay, it's going to be busy this year. 12 o'clock, still cars coming in. One o'clock, still cars coming in. I'm like, what's going on? Um, and it sort of, we lost the sight because we got told, we, you've oversold tickets, you've done this, you've done this, and this is from Essex Council. And we were like, like no. Like, we've we, we done, I think it was like 800 tickets, which is half, like 1,500 tickets. Yeah. Uh, cars, sorry, for the site. And it turns out... The week, so the couple of weeks going up, it was pissing down with rain, and it's the first sunny weekend. And Essex County Council, as a whole, were pumping out our show. God. So it literally went to tens of thousands of people. Sun came out. Let's oh, go. Yeah, let's, oh, go, let's, yeah. go. let's go. Let's go. a car show down the road. Let's go to the car show. So yeah, that was. Uh, if you went, if you went onto Google Maps, it was purple around the whole site. We had the police turn up, threatening uh, that if someone gets killed, then it's our head on it because people were parking their cars up on the side of the verge yeah yeah and it was a few weeks of emails we had a, a coach company who ruined a coach coach trip of oh what pensioners go down to the beach because they they, <laughs> they ran out of time and had to turn around and go home god um so yeah so that yeah it's a shame because we want to go back and do a, a smaller meet there uh, but lessons I learned from that was with whole advertisement and stuff like that. We've just got to be super careful who advertises our events and stuff. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, and yeah, we just send an email. To I think stuff. there's a there's this balancing act of we want to make sure that people know about it and it's successful. Yeah. And then there'll be a tipping point. We go, oh crap, we're too successful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we had it with Sawbridgeworth where we went from like 50 cars, which is a nice manageable number of cars in a public village car park, to something like 400 people tried to come down yeah and we gridlocked the village yeah because we're not it's not an event space it's not for that it's a the village car park is free and yeah. there's a coffee shop yeah why don't we just encourage people to come and appreciate cars and get a nice cup of coffee and a bacon sarnie 
and we had an SVJ turn up. So the Facebook event for the next month had that on the mm. thing. And then all of a sudden, it was like, 1,200 people are interested. And we're like, oh, oh crap. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, yeah. What if all these people come? Where are we going to put them all? It's not our space. We don't control any of it. We're literally just telling you that there's a coffee shop with parking nearby. Yeah. That's all it sits as. That's the whole premise is just, it's a nice space park up and chat with people yeah exactly yeah and we, yeah and it was the i think i was on holiday and my friends like um what do we do that nobody can go anywhere because it's all every road is gridlocked with yeah. cars and i was like i don't know <laughs> what are we supposed to do call the police i'm not sure yeah exactly yeah um, yeah no that was a big a big learning curve for us and that's kind of where it um it led us to go with bista and not get sponsors on yeah. Um, which we still don't have any sponsors for the event, which is, I think, it's probably the only event of its size that still doesn't. It's um, pretty impressive. Yeah, and we, it's not because we don't get on with companies, like we get on with loads of yeah, companies. Yeah, because I tried to sponsor it and you told me to go for it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. We send you over a sponsored package of like yeah. 50 grand. And but yeah, no. Um, you have to be careful because someone will pay it. Yeah. You won't realise. That's it, yeah. Um, and we, yeah, we, uh, we kind of got to so the first the first year of Bista we kind of uh, like had the idea like we we kind of contact a few companies and it was like it's nothing really our game and but we have to have our logos over this this this, this. and I was just like I'd like I don't nah we'll we'll ride it we'll ride it and then second year happened it was good third year happened and then last year happened like we sold out and the whole reception of the event was so good and we're kind of at the point now where we're like do, do we entertain it again so we've, we have got a meeting with a company in a couple of weeks again probably when this comes out to see what's on the table now now like the event's established yeah. and like we've got the coffee mornings coming up and all the other stuff that we've got going on just to see where if something can happen or not and just see can it open and lock that door? For yeah, you? exactly, and just take the brand onto onto the next level. Mm. So, like I said, like we've we're not we're not like hermits and stuff. We do speak to other companies, and there has been opportunities, but we we kind of liked it that it was a brand. And when you saw the flyer, it was just, yeah. just us. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's kind of. Uh, I think that's the most impressive thing. I think when me and Matt sit down, especially after the last year's two thousand. Uh, 2024 we kind of sat down and we had a post meeting with Liz and she was like uh, what do you want to talk about and I was like any complaints with like the locals <laughs> no okay okay uh, there we go Drop yeah, so, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like yeah so we went through the next couple of uh, years dates and stuff because there's going to be a lot of development go on at Bista. So yeah. there might be, we've been warned that there might be an interim where we can't have the event or the event won't be as big, won't yeah. be allowed to things, which is fine. Because at post that, the site's going to be much like better for it. Um, but yeah, that was it really. There we are, plain, yeah, yeah, we're, uh, we, we do, well, we have just recently really started patting ourselves on the back about that because obviously all the funding and the time and advertising and learning, like, like, you, like you know, like learning on the, on the job, what's right and what's wrong. Yeah. Accepting the fact that doing something wrong isn't the end of the world. You just make it right or you learn something. Like, you take a lesson away from it more. Yeah, than exactly. Anything. Yeah, exactly. Don't make that mistake twice. Yeah. And I think that's where the whole, I've done a year of self learning 
about myself, um, which has helped a hell of a lot yeah. with managing my time and what I should, how I should manage my time and stuff. Um, which is a, a really important thing to learn as a grown-up as well, especially when you've got a family and a house. Yeah, and exactly. And yeah. There's a lot more than just you and what's immediately around you going on. Yeah. I think it takes some maturity to go, I should probably pay attention and yeah. learn this stuff so that I can do it better because then everybody benefits. Like you, your kids get to see their dad, but you also get stuff done. Exactly, yeah. Time. And there's as much as like working like the, the, the golf course job, uh, the lads are fantastic. And for, for a job, yeah, okay, you get up early. It, it's, it's all right. It's yeah. good. Like It's a good place, a good environment to work. Um, but when I say people would like, I'll get up at like quarter past four and they're like, ooh, and stuff. But I'm home. Yeah, yeah. I get to see the girls, pick the girls up, which not a lot of dads and well, even mums now are not able to do. Mm-hmm. And I have that rest of the afternoon with them, which I don't think, because uh, I, I, I was brought up with my dad, doing night shift, day night shifts. And my mum was a stay-at-home mum. Yeah. Which I think it's probably like, it's probably the last sort of generation. I think it's rare probably, now, yeah. But uh, now, especially now, like there's no way but me and Charlotte could could um, afford to do that. I know, I'd love to be a stay-at-home dad. Oh, I'd absolutely love it. Like Grace is an actual professional. Oh, so I can imagine, just literally like, it would be like, the best. yeah, do the kids, take the dogs for a walk, get home, a few chores, in the garage. That's it, yeah, more hard. project cars. Yeah, that. Yeah, oh. in trouble, you should be like, can I have a, a raise on my allowance, <laughs> yeah, please? Yeah, that's yeah. buy another car. Yeah, I, need, I need, need this for the car. Can I have it, please? Yeah, can I have some spending money? <laughs> that's it, yeah. <laughs> I want to go and get a coffee. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's the get, well, I think it's the girls when they came along. Um, that was, for everyone, it's obviously a massive change. I was yeah. so worried that this because the people who I spoke to grew up along with, they had kids, they came dad. Yeah. Or they came a mum. And the passion died. And passion died. And that's it. Well, yeah, just do dad stuff, to do mum stuff. And I was literally like, I'm, Shed roof I'm to not. I, yeah, yeah, I said, I can't, I can't do it. I, I would literally. You just end up resenting your kids. Which isn't exactly, healthy yeah. for anyone. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the girls are, aren't really, they kind of are. I think I do resent them. Yeah, I, do, yeah, I hate, <laughs> I hate them. God. Yeah, yeah, me and Charlotte hate kids. But yeah, no, we, uh, it's like the girls are sort of into it. Right, yeah. A little bit. But they'll soon tell me, I'm going now. I'm bored now. I'm yeah. bored now. Like Harry loves going out and that. Yeah. And, that. and she'll do an hour, two hours at a car show, um, which sometimes is enough to, to see it. Um, and Isla, do you want to get up the car? No, it's too noisy. Uh, fair enough. And that, um, I've had, I've had weird comments like, do you, you wish you didn't have boys because they'll be into cars? And I'm like, girls going into cars. Mate, it's 2024. Like, yeah. they can do whatever they want, even if they don't want to be in cars. Yeah. yeah. Do My biggest worry is that they like football because I don't know anything about football. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, oh, I'm going to have to learn uh, football now. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah, my, my dad, uh, Literally was, or and my mum as well would, would take me every Sunday. I was on the cusp of coming to semi-pro, played for Watford uh, up to the age of fourteen, I think. What mm. um, fifteen, and then went and just then played for a Sunday team and tailored it down. Um, funny enough, around when driving and cars kind of kicked off. And then that focus went on to all that sort of stuff. So is the car thing something that developed as you were a bit older then? It's not like, because, so full clarity, the uh, podcast is sponsored by Scalectrics at the minute, yeah. which is quite a cool, oh, yeah, it's this awesome. is a really cool thing to happen. 
so I'm having more conversations with people about like what got them into cars because it's such yeah. a big part of loads of people's lives. Oh yeah, that's it. Like for me, me and my brothers had scale electrics. Yeah, so I we did. would just yeah. spend weekends destroying stuff with these cars. Yeah, like, exactly. Because you get bored of just a, a circle quite quickly. Yeah. You go, oh, I'm making ramps out of these, <laughs> yeah, and then all of a sudden it, yeah. you're launching scale electrics cars yeah. into the wall. And then, yeah, changing the brushes and motors and trying to make them quicker. Yeah, exactly. So was that part of your kind of formative stuff as you were growing up, or was yeah? It- so my. Uh, both my granddads were hands-on. Right. Uh, With cars, side, right? My, well, no. <laughs> yeah, see, yeah. Beat the crap yeah, out of yeah, yeah, see, yeah. <laughs> Both yeah. my granddads used to just beat me since. That's it, yeah. Right, so my mum, mum's dad uh, was, he, Brickler, from right, age yeah. of 14 to, to his passing. Um, and then my dad's uh, dad, he was uh, an engineer, tinkerer, did everything, made everything. Yeah. Um, so it was always going to pass down. My dad wasn't into the cars as this yeah. but he'd always keep his cars clean tidy anything anything wrong with it get it fixed yeah. or do it himself like like minor stuff and that kind of then filtered through um, to bikes like scale electric you know um, tinkering away and stuff um, we never had a garage or anything like that and my dad would never let me touch <laughs> his cars um, and then yeah, when terrified I just, of going in my dad's car yeah I, I literally when I was in my dad's car it was literally like Prim proper, like, yeah. don't kick the seat. My down. brother, my dad had a Mark 1 TT when they came out. My yeah. brother clipped it with his bike. Yeah. Just went down the side of it, squeezing between two cars on the driveway. Yeah. And we were like, hey, that's it, you're dead. Yeah. You, it's been nice knowing you. Yeah, Good luck. Run away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And no, my dad worked for Vockwood. He just retired. So he worked for Voxels. Um, God knows how many years, but he used to build the Cavalier and stuff. So he always oh, had okay. Voxels until he got a bit crap. And then so he's got he got to say it, Leon now. Oh no, I'll say it Beaver. Um but yeah, so he always just kept them tied and stuff and always had like a rotation of cars. Yeah. So that's where it kind of I got into it and then I had my first car, which was a Rover two one four SI. Nice. Which that's is an interesting. Did, it was. I don't know I don't know what happened. <laughs> Back in the day really. it was probably like, Oh, he's got that old man car. But yeah. now it's like, that's a cool first car. Like, it was a well, I don't think that it's definitely not cool. It's uh two thousand and well, Rover doesn't Four. exist anymore. 2003, 2004. Um, that's when I passed my test and got my first car. Uh, I think it was insurance driven, I think. I think my dad was like, just don't get anything nice. There's no point. Yeah. Like do a few years under your belt, which was handy because I did, did do the front end on it. And then went that's to- That's how I ended up with my Mini. It was Footman James or the car insurance industry allowed people under 25 to insure classic cars for, for the first year. When yeah. I passed my test. Yeah. So I got this 1988 Mini because it was a classic. Yeah. And all you had to do was be registered to a car club to be like, yeah. to get the insurance. Yeah. Which was a tenner a year. And then the next year they stopped it. They were like, everybody's bought classics. They've all crashed them. <laughs> and now it. the insurance industry can't afford to do it again. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. And no, that was, uh, apart from, I had that two years, apart from doing four head gaskets in it because it was the K series. Yeah. Uh, it was rapid. Like, the best thing was was I left it stock, didn't do anything with it. Took the airbox, uh, the air filter out. Yeah, yeah. It's a boop uh, coming down the road. But I used to race Saxo VTRs. Yeah. Who were paying double, triple insurance? Oh, I was. It was ridiculous. Wasn't and it? I was beating them, and and they hated it. And there's me Absolutely. like the chairs were comfy and all sorts. <laughs> um, yeah, that was quite a funny old car. And then, I had an yeah. A6 Avant when I was like 21. Did you? And that was like a, why the hell have you got that? Yeah. And then my dad gave it to me. He'd bought something else. He was like, this car is worth nothing. 
because it had an oil leak and it was a, I think it was a 2004. Yeah. And um, I love that thing because it was comfy and it was wallowy and you could cruise around in it and people would leave you alone and they didn't think you were a boy racer. Yeah. But it had the 1.9 TDI with like the sports mode. And yeah, everything. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's probably 150 brake yeah. and a, quite a big bus to move. But because it was an auto, you pop it in sport and it just kept going. Mm. It's like, it's got no gears. It just keeps going. Yeah. And it was brilliant. And all of my mates had A3s. I think one of them had a Mark IV Golf. Like, yep. their insurance was ridiculous. Yep. And I just had this big old old man car with a tow bar on the back and grey leather seat. <laughs> and it, it was the best thing That's ever. That's it. A proper like, nice little cruiser. Well, you could put a mattress in the back. And when I went at <laughs> night, it. I used yeah. to sleep in the back of it on my night shift when I had a break. Yeah. It was perfect. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, so that's how it kind of it, it ignited my uh, passion for it. And the only car, I didn't really touch the road. I don't know why, I had like a fear of touching cars, which I think was passed down from my dad. Right. Uh, but now I started doing a few bits. Despite, obviously, my apprentice was taking apart engines and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> literally, I could literally do all that. <laughs> and that. But sorry, I don't know, the car was like, a, I just, you know, I can't really touch that. Um, I've got to get home in this, so I can't think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe it was that because I'm very good at taking cars apart. Hence why the Volvo is out there. Yeah, um, I think that is a big fear when you haven't got the luxury of another car. Yeah, like I've had to do the wheel bearing on the '86, which turns out it wasn't the wheel bearing making the noise. So I've got to figure that one out. Mm. But it was like I put it off for ages because I knew it was up on the drive, wheel off, hub off, everything yeah. off. And if you encounter a problem at that point, yeah, you're like. I can't go to work tomorrow. So yes, go, I'll, yeah. just, I'll put up with the problem until it forces me to fix it. Yeah, exactly. Because if I can't get to work, that's a bigger problem than a wheelbarrow noise. Yeah. Um, and that's probably what feeds into it is like, if I tinker with this and I break something by tinkering, yeah. I've caused more of a problem than anything else. Exactly. For what the potential gain is from tinkering with it. Yeah. So yeah, the first, yeah, the first car I tinkered with was, so I'll go, <laughs> so my, my biggest regret and saddest story is being 19 uh and i had a bit of money saved up and obviously my dad being work from Vauxhall, like there's the opportunity to buy the new well it wasn't a course of c's it was the course of d which was yet to come out um that was, was the like, one where they had those teddies in the ad yeah that's the ones yeah, yeah. The more angular one exactly yeah so uh, the opportunity was to come that and then at that time honda nsx's were a smidge over 10 Right. For a manual, like, a manual one. Like, and I was like, let's just jump straight to, like, a dream car. Yeah. So, and um, that obviously didn't look at insurance. So I thought that would be something I could work out. <laughs> we'll thing. figure that out. So be a I, went to go, yeah, I went to go see a red manual. I can't remember the mileage. I think it was, like, uh, 70, maybe pushing up to 80. U- UK car. It took, like, service record perfect and everything like that. I can't remember what it was. It was just north of 10. And I was like, said to the guy, right, I'll have it. I need to go home, sort my insurance out. Um, had the money in place and stuff. Um, I was going to borrow a bit of money off my old man. I got home, insurance quite, can't get insured, can't get insured. I was like, fuck. And I was like, dad, please, please, can you just do it? And I'll put me on your insurance and stuff. And he was like, no, no. And I was like, no. So yeah, kind of then that was 
Yeah, literally like the sad, well, probably the saddest story I've ever, I've done some silly stuff with cars, missing out insurance. Buy it and then find out. Yeah, oh, but then at least I could put a car car over it and then just wait until I've built up snow colored bonuses because that would be a nice little investment now. We tried to insure me on my dad's Porsche when I was 17. Just yeah. as a, let's have a look how much it is. Yeah. Because it, it was all on a company, anyone driver policy. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was like, let's see how much it would actually cost. And yeah. And... Aside from all the we won't insure you, one came back at, I think it was 65 grand. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's worth more than that. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't make... crash this car twice for it to be... I don't know how they do their maths at insurance companies. That's wild. Yeah. I can understand how you didn't get insured on that. Yeah, because I literally was a flat out no. And I was like... Oh. Yeah, it's kind of rumoured. Yeah, crap, yeah. So yeah, I went down and... Uh, Did you buy a Corsa? Yeah, I bought a Corsa D, brand new. You didn't even go, what can I insure? No, do you know, I, I don't know why. I don't know why... And I think I like the idea of a new car. Right, yeah. Uh, it's the first time I've ever do it. I've done it. Last time I ever do it. Um, the thing is, you go, oh, it's a new car. And then you realise that all cars were new at some point, and even the crap cars yeah. were new cars. And just because it's brand new doesn't make it a good thing. No, exactly. And then with my dad. So so we went into the dealership. Obviously, my dad knows him because he used to buy a car every two years. So we went in, sat down, and I specced up what would be at the time the the highest spec, of course I do. No messing about, you know, like aircon, cruise, and you know all that basic Green. stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh, red, right, red. Yeah, all that basic I'm stuff. Sure like now, yeah, and uh, and uh, the dealership were quite excited because it was like the highest spec. Yeah, they've they've done and stuff. So ordered it. Uh, the guy came out, and my dad was like. Don't, don't uh, is that when they did free insurance for a year? Yeah, no, I didn't. Quite, I think it was a year after that. I think. Um, uh, yeah, sorry if, it, if you hear yeah. that. If you hear that, no, it's narrow gauge train line, oh, like three right. houses up. So sometimes, <laughs> so you might pick it up on this. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, I'm hungry. Yeah, that's it. No, sometimes you be working away and you get a whiff of steam because they've got some little light oh, things. Okay. It's still quite big, but yeah, it's like a narrow gauge. Um, so yeah, the, the, the sales. I was like, Dad, you haven't told him about the discount because Dad working for Vauxhall got a discount. Oh, but he also had a, he, he also had he also had a GM card where a thousand points is a thousand pounds off. Jeez. So he came back figures fourteen fourteen. Uh, Dad was like, Oh, I forgot. I've obviously I'm partners. I think they called it partners scheme. And I've got my GM card. Can you go and work all that out? And you see the guy just drop. Go back, come back, and it was ten, I think it was. So not four grand off. Um, but yes, yeah, so I had that, and that's the first car I tinkered with. And <laughs> literally, like, I'd bought coilovers for it. It's the first time I ever fit coilovers or anything. The car was a year old. I pulled it onto the drive, and my dad was like, "What the." have you done to this? And I was like, I "Ruined it." Yeah, pretty much. And I was like, "Oh my god!" Um, and I was like, "Don't worry." It's going to be, it's going to be good. It's going to be fine. Like, don't worry. Um, and then, yeah, uh, that's, that was around the time uh, Euro- uh, EU Mania kicked off and the whole thing kicked off. Yeah. Um, and it, uh, you know, it just literally snowballed and I did a full re-trim. And you and, were doing it, you were making it look almost quite classy because that was the whole vibe. Was it? Yeah, it was. Kind of like slam, but it, it's clean. So everybody, yeah, everybody laughs about when I say the Corsa, but the Corsa is actually what paved the way to here. Yeah. Um, and the way I built it was, is literally, the, <laughs> like it or not, I uh, a tan leather interior. Right. Uh, all the bumpers. Yeah, yes, yeah, pretty much the same colour as yeah. that. Then smooth front bumpers, rear bumpers, uh, 
was it RHZW1s, which were like nines and eights, so wide, and then uh, air suspension, which was uh, the it's quite a new thing at the time. Oh yeah, it was hella like it was literally paddle systems and uh, Ellie at uh, Voodoo Motorsport was talking to Accuair right. at the time, and he'd fitted one kit, and I had which I believe to be it was the second Accuair kit come in. Um, and I, I yeah. Get a bike pump just to <laughs> yeah, it's it, yeah. So yeah, it had like the system and it was like way advanced to anything else yeah. out there. Um, and Ellie made all the front struts and stuff because obviously there was nothing about then. Um, and then yeah, it that just it, like a magazine worthy build. It, what, yeah, it made, a brand new car as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, completely new gets done. Yeah, I think there was a one in Europe, a black one in Europe, which was done, and and it was mine. And it was on the front cover of Fast Car, which was shot by Jamie Limpton, I think it was. He's, he's gone off to do some pretty awesome stuff. Um, and then uh, they did like a Fast Car did an anniversary thing and they went through all their stuff. And one of my cars was picked as like one of the favourites, which was pretty, pretty cool. Really- but yeah, it got kind of paid away. So yeah, it was featured in Great Magazine, which is in Belgium. I went out to Belgium many, many times with it. Um, and over to Europe um, and it was just good it was like as much as it's like it's quite funny to laugh it was a time stamp yeah, yeah. on things like I would go it depends on what show you go to sometimes because it's such a crossover time with the whole stance stuff and um, and people being into what they're into like, like sometimes you get sworn out and what's that fucking thing and all that sort of stuff and, uh, and it was just like, and we were just having a good time. Yeah. Just literally not building to piss everyone, anyone off. You're not building like um, Bose's Oku style exhaust or anything. Yeah, like exactly. That, right? Yeah. Aggressively in your face. Yeah, exactly. Like I, even the exhaust on that, I tucked it, had a back pipe made, smoothed the hole out yeah. and stuff. And yeah, it was, you know, it was, it was, as much as it was just a Corsa, it was a, a car. This is a max power, really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it was just that crossover between the max power era and the clean and stuff. Um, and it was such just, just, that was such a good time because everyone's on the same wave. Like at the minute, it's a bit weird because there's no real trends. Yeah. Like at that time, it was clean, stanced, and that kind of progressed for probably 10 years. And like now, it's, I don't know really what, what trends are now. I don't think there is. It seems to be almost like the. <laughs> the car scene has matured a little bit recently because everyone's doing chunky tyre track builds. Yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously the Golf has gone from startsy to yeah. track focus. I, I really appreciate because I'm like, I love track spec. Yeah. I think it works really nicely. Yeah, that's it. And people are building cars that can be driven properly. Yeah. And hopefully, as we're almost coming into this kind of end of an era for cars being the cars that we know and mm. everything being an electric dishwasher it means that we're going to have almost this like well cars are going away in the way that we appreciate so we might as well get the most out of them while we still can yeah i think the the price of cars as well now because people used to buy build flip oh my mic's disappeared oh no or your mic's disappeared a mic has disappeared yours is still on mine's still on what the so strange must be yours but yours what seems to be right you've got two bars on it alright unplug it and turn both up I quite might quite run for a wee wee 
That's right. To be fair, we're at, um, right. Let me stop recording. So I'm gonna have to... Right. To be fair, we can probably mm. wrap up on everything because we've yeah. we've meandered down just random chat about yeah. cars now. Yeah, that's it. Which, as much as I enjoy doing, I'm not sure if people enjoy <laughs> listening it. to it because they're not involved in the chat. So yeah, exactly. It's always a, a line to kind of tread when I have these conversations. Is how much of it is me asking people about what they do and what they're up to and how stuff comes together and then just talking cars with people because yeah, so I'm interested for, in talking do that for cars. hours. Yeah. Um, so in terms of Roll Hard and yourself, obviously you've got big event this year. So we've got Cars Bista. and Coffee yeah. and Derby starting. Yep, so that's the first one. That is what are you going to call that? I don't know. Because you can't call it Cars and Coffee because you've already slated that. Yeah. Can't call it Coffees and Cars because I've got No, that. we can't, can't call, call it. it Caffeine and Machine. No, we can't. Are we... Um, we, we're going octane and cocaine no we might just just call it like the gathering or something because right. we're obviously we're going to do potentially the evening stuff yeah we kind yeah. of want to just keep it quite broad um and we don't want to be venue specific with it as well because it might be something that we'd be able to branch off to different other venues yeah yeah that makes so sense. the logistic of it, it the biggest logistic is it's going to, it has to be pre-sale tickets yeah. it's just making sure that only 140 people turn up to it because obviously various reasons which we've gone into that we, we can't have it swamped yeah, yeah. Um, and a cool thing with, with it is it's a new venue so we're working with them as much as vice versa first people to demonstrate it as well yeah it? I mean they've got their own stuff they're doing their own coffee mornings yeah, and stuff yeah. so yeah that'd be good be exciting um, so yeah it's that, that the event clothing yeah and that's going which will which will be nice revamped isn't it yeah and then car builds so a few bits on the mark one the big build which is a secret until yeah. hopefully maybe a couple of weeks uh, and there might be a certain other person who comes in to help us with that oh someone we might know yes oh interesting so which would be pretty cool it's um, not me <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to do stuff that yeah. well uh, it's good. we've never done anything like, like it yeah, yeah. Uh, so we'll be going to other companies and stuff who yeah. just wants you heard to get it here first Tavarish is going to the UK yeah that's it yeah um, and then that's cool yeah and then the Datsun so I mean it's been six years of the Datsuns out there so it's going to turn into another bloody Mark 1 where it's yeah. going to be 10 years so the Datsun will be see some uh, work this year we we'll get some inspiration from that guy that did the full build within the four months leading up to the event yeah see, I don't think Charlotte I think Charlotte's good she's as good as she is I don't think yeah, do no I won't do that no. <laughs> and the girls as well they're old enough now they're coming up I just come up seven so they'll be five and seven so they, they uh, they're conscious of the world now aren't yeah, they yeah they're conscious like they're, they're very switched on uh, independent women and uh, I do get it in the neck you're doing too much car stuff, Dad. It's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> we want to go and play with ponies. Yeah, like, oh, I yeah, don't know so. anything about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, but, yeah, that's it. That's We're wicked, man. Oh, hopefully my mic didn't die too long ago. Yeah. I've not got a big one-sided section where I'm not saying anything. <laughs> People might appreciate it if I shut up for a bit. Um, yeah, no, I appreciate it because, uh, yeah, you've had some pretty big names on, on it. Uh, and I've, I've been listening to it for ever since we kind of first crossed paths. Yeah, yeah. Thanks uh, for I think it's retro, retro. Is it retro rights? Probably. Okay. I think it comes so low. Um, and then, yeah, to I have had a, little... The first proper chat at Mallory Park, wasn't it? Yeah, that's it, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, to have little old me on it. It's pretty cool. Well, the thing about this is, one, I'm very lucky that I 
get to meet interesting people in the car world mm. and that many people are quite agreeable to doing something like this. Yeah. It's not a testament to me as a person and a capability. It's very much a testament to people being very kind and agreeing to sit down with me for an hour. Um, so when you say, oh, little old me, it's not little old you. You're an interesting person from the car world and you do interesting things. So yeah, I, it's true. I'm always conscious to not let people talk themselves down that way because I'm bad for doing that and people moan at me for self-deprecating too much yeah i'm horrendous for it um and the people that are like the big names my philosophy on that scenario is everybody's a person yeah we all work in like we all have one life that is very much we all do the same stuff just in various levels of perspective so there are people that are big names and are well known but they're still just going about their life like you and I are. Yeah. Just their life works in a different perspective to ours. And it's very much a testament to them as people for why I've had them sit and chat to me. It's not a... I've not got an audience and I can't turn up to places and people go, oh, I know exactly who you are, of course I want... I'm not yeah, exactly, a yeah. well-known name like that. So it's about just having interesting chats and I tend to find that people that are doing stuff in the car world you can have a pretty good conversation with without it just being small talk yeah. because there's enough stuff to talk about. Yeah, so no, that's it. So I've, I've never done anything like this, um, especially going into the backstory of Rollhard and that. Um, it's something we'll probably get into on our YouTube, but as yeah. for like, like, so I've never done a podcast before. Uh, Everyone's doing them now. It's not a big Everyone, deal. Yeah, we've entertained it. And again, it's just the limiting factor that we just... Logistically, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I can't do over the phone stuff. Yeah, and yeah. That, I just can't. I have to be there with you. Absolutely. Otherwise, I turn into a robot. Yeah, I've been um, playing with the idea with uh, Mike from Squizita now that we don't live near each other. And we've been trying to do. So, what Johnny Smith and Richard Porter do is they yeah. phone each other. Yeah. And then they just record separate audio. Yeah. So that the reactions are immediate because they're just on the phone. Yeah. Whereas if you're on Zoom, there's that little bit of lag. Yeah, lag and, and stuff. Yeah. So we, we tried to do that, but have cameras recording with the audio. Yeah. And uh, it's just so much work. And we both work full time, like all the time. Yeah. And the, logistically, it's a lot, unless that is something that pays the bills, it's really hard to do. So if you've got four of you, yeah, exactly. It's just it's so it. much work. Yeah, exactly. I heard Farrance once <clears throat> wanted us to have a podcast, and it was like, we'll get all of us on. Yeah. I'm like, cock down. It'll be just <laughs> nothing will get done. No. It'll just be 20 minutes of setting the microphones yeah, up. <laughs> piss, taking the piss out of each other, waffling about random conspiracy theories, maybe a little car talk, and, and that's it. Yeah. And then we'll get four hours in. And yeah, and it's, it's becoming a bit of a saturated market, the mates chatting thing. Yeah. So I think unless you force yourselves to be a bit more focused, which is really hard to do. Yeah, it is, yeah. And then it takes away some of the fun for you as a group of mates because you're like, oh, we've got to be professional when we just want to have a catch-up. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a balancing. I think the format I've got works for me because yeah, I'm no. just wandering around on my own. Yeah, no, I enjoy it. I'm going to say there's it's, uh, it's a lot of people I see online you have real percep- perception of them. And yeah. then a couple of people I've listened to them on your podcast and it's like, Oh, like they're they're it's not like, guy, like yeah. Cav from Star yeah, Wars, yeah. like the, the biggest one. I've never I, we keep missing each other. Um, I've not actually met him properly. I think he yeah. came. He to, did come to the, the event. Yeah. yeah. Did he bring the Saab? He went. Yeah, one year he bought the Saab, and then last year he traded. So, yeah. but he came a bit later on, I think. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny thing is like I'll see you at the event. It's like, yeah, you'll see me, but 
I'll be... I'm working, yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally, like, you'll see me stressed. You'll see me walking by. <laughs> exactly, yeah, be like, hi, bye, and that. So, yeah, like, that, was, that was quite a good one. I've had a couple of people um, talk about that one and going, oh, I never realised that that's what he was like as a person. Yeah. Because you just see the the presentation on yeah, exactly. because that's how he, his business works. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's the same with, um, like, Shmi. He's not yeah. been on. Or we've had a chat. It's just logistically, that man is impossible yeah, to exactly. get. Yeah, exactly, he's a overshot, isn't he? But you, you meet him outside of the car world, and he's a very different person to Yeah, I've heard that Schmitt. as well. He's just a guy, and he's interested in cars, and he'll chat about life and the universe and all sorts. But you get him in front of a camera for a car thing, you've got to be the personality. Yeah. And it's such an interesting dynamic that people don't necessarily understand until you encounter it. Yeah. And hopefully more of this sort of stuff just kind of breeds a bit of empathy yeah exactly world. yeah exactly um, it's the same with like Mike Brewer Mike Brewer gets an unnecessary amount of hate yeah for seemingly no real reason and it's when you spend whole, time around thing, him it's the whole Ed thing isn't it it's yeah. like Mike, Mike, Mike Ed as soon as he did that it was like Mike's head was on the chopping block it, it's wild it's yeah. like you meet him and you chat to him you're like oh he's just a guy who likes cars and he's a bit of a car salesman yeah that's it and yeah, that he just does what he enjoys yeah exactly he's, he's from around here isn't he uh, yeah, Houghton Reed. His old garage, which is not now, it's been flattened, was in Houghton Reed. Yes. Right. Okay. So I think he lives over towards Caffeine and Machine now. Oh, does he? He's more Warwickshire way. Yeah. But again, that's another person that I've stood and chatted with, and you're like, oh, he's just a just a guy. Yeah. Awesome. I'm glad that that's what it's like because it'd be very easy for people to go, I I'm on the telly, I'm this, I'm that, I don't need to talk to you. Yeah. But I've been to Caffeine and Machine for other things, and he's just been there. Yeah. Oh, he's just a guy that likes cars and is interested in what people have to say. Yeah, that's it. I think it's it's good. I think it's uh, you do get the people out there who are who get a few followers and stuff like that, and they're literally like. There's people that believe their own hype. Yeah, and then there are other people that get into a position of influence that don't hold any accountability to themselves. Yeah. So they they don't kind of take responsibility for what impact they have. And you and I have spoken about one in particular not that long ago where it's like, mm. you're impacting the thing that impacts my life. Yeah. And you're doing it in a negative way and you won't be accountable to anyone even though you're the you're part of the problem and I'm calling you out for being part of the problem. You just refuse to acknowledge any of it. Yeah, And that's, that's the kind of person that I try to avoid. Unfortunately, they're quite easy to spot. Yeah, they are. I think it's a good... I think especially now because we built up a network... Uh, between other shows yeah and it's the same individuals who pr- promote that yeah and it's yeah. like no i'm not and it's like well i'm it, telling it, you it, that's it what is, i see it is and <laughs> they know they know what they're doing yeah, and, absolutely. Stuff. and they're sort of trapped they're trapped though. that's the issue now is they're trapped with that content yeah so if they do and they've made a living off that content from 13 12 year olds all like looking at cars yeah, yeah and stuff and they can't if they delve into anything else it's, their audience it's, doesn't it's, follow them. No, exactly. No, I no. think that the flip side of that is also as brands, you don't want to work with them. No. You're, you're building a bad reputation around the car world and my business revolves around the car world. So if you could stop doing that, that'd be great. Yeah, so we, no, I don't yeah. want to work with you. Yeah, because we get like a media list and obviously being Bista, it's very heavy because it's so photogenic. So we kind of entertain because we're aware that as much as our photographers do stuff, it's everyone else's stuff. It goes off to different places and on the internet and stuff like that so we we do entertain we do have quite a good media a good media list but we had a couple of people uh and some lad was he just sits out yeah i don't know why he wanted media because he wasn't even going to come in the event and his thing yeah. was just filming skin cars and we're like no and he was like why and i was like 
because well, we because, don't want because that. we don't want that. Like, do you know how much of a headache you cause? But, um, I'm just yeah. documenting. It's like no. It's a, it's I'm not. documenting car culture. It's like no car culture is that, that's the the big thing with well because we cross over into different paths. I know yeah. we're going to finish up, but cross over different paths. It's educating. The first year NEC Classic. 2014-15 was horrendous. Mm. We were getting like sworn out, like that's crap. Like go take your cars elsewhere and all that sort of stuff. Um, and it's just that persistent of educating, talking, and being like modified is because obviously the mainstream media is anything modified. It's the local meets. Yeah, this yeah. car's crashed into X amount of people. It's not that. It's this. Like. It's this, sit down, chat. Yeah, yeah. And appreciate the appreciate. amount of work it takes to exactly. do Exactly, and the amount of talented individuals in our industry, little niche industry of modifying is un- unreal. Like, yeah. like Eden, plumber, but also could go and build a complete chassis up car from the ground up. So, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's been touching 14 years of educating and pushing forward slowly and here we are yeah yeah oh, I'm in the same boat with the mental health sphere yeah there's a lot of blokes that are still well just tough it out yeah it's like no yeah no, you're, so, you're allowed to be vulnerable you're allowed to feel emotion yeah and to, uh, to be fair I was like that until I met Charlotte like, like I haven't spoke to her about it uh, like she won't mind me mentioning a few bits but it was a it's a steep learning curve like, I've never come across it yeah like until uh, me and Shai got together it was like about that makes year. it sound like she was a big problem yeah like, no 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 this girl and everything got different <laughs> every, every, really difficult no like it is you, it's, was it's, it like you felt safe enough to kind of be emotional uh, no I was that guy I was right. we was about a year and she went down the dumps to me it was like you're down the dumps yeah it was just, just cheer up yeah yeah worst thing I could ever say and instead of you know at that a year in a relationship you can go go off and think but stuck around big learning curve and stuff and yeah like we we manage it i can t- pick up on her her uh, bits and bobs like where she starts when it gets tough, tough yeah, and like yeah. i can't believe what we called it i was literally left my brain i like ticks not ticks but like just trigger moments points. trigger points that's the one just trigger point i can pick up on it and be like go in and yeah, like yeah. preempt it and stuff like that um and then that sort of led into, again, with the roll hard thing, like there has been lads in, in the group and maybe just outside the group have gone through shit and they come to us. We seem to be mummy, daddy, roll hard yeah, and yeah. stuff. And in our group, we do all talk about it, but not openly in the group. Like sometimes I'll go, but like, you've been quiet. You yeah, right? do you want a coffee? Do you want or a like, coffee yeah. or something's happened? Just check in to see how they are. Um, and that's what, again with the driver of roll hard was it's like i can't let this group if it if the business dies tomorrow it's a shame but the group of lads and stuff will still be around yeah we'll just yeah. you know keep ourselves to ourselves and no, that makes know. a lot of sense and i think more people need to just understand that it doesn't need to have that big pressure around yeah it, it doesn't think, need to be i'm going to do something very serious that's when i start talking it can yeah. be i'm finding things a little bit tough or this week's been a bit crap I could just do with venting. Yeah, exactly. And people might realise that doing that often stops the other side. Yeah, it stops it all, that, all the building up. I think that's why. I think that's probably why I've pigeonholed myself into roll hard for so many years <laughs> to keep going. Uh, I said to Charlotte, I preempt my breakdown. I think it's it's when the girls don't want to be picked up anymore. Yeah. And when, and obviously, it ever ends when roll hard sort of slows down 
and stuff. And then as then the thoughts all come in and stuff. You're like, oh, I've got nothing distracted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there'll be nothing. There'll be something else. There'll be models or something. I don't You're going to have the, the well, O-gauge from down the road. Yeah, when I say <laughs> that, I've got my Lego stuff mounted up. You have got up, so. all of the speed champions yeah. that actually look like cars because yeah. some of them don't look anything yeah, like the cars underneath. So yeah, I'm compiling a good Lego collection. So maybe that's that. You get maybe a Skeletrix track in here? Yeah. I'm, I'm very envious of the, the, the Skeletrix like sponsor thing. It's, it's to cool. be fair of them, they've just been very kind. Yeah. And they've gone, yeah, we like what you do. We think there's an audience for it. And every time we've done a like a social post together, it's done well. So then there's that reinforcement of, well, people clearly watch and engage with it. Yeah. Um, Everybody loves Skeletrix. So. Yeah, it, it, it's not a hard sell. No. <laughs> it's not a niche thing that nobody's ever heard of either. So it's no, quite a nice it. one to to work with. Um, plus, they sent me a Christmas jumper and some Skeletrix. I saw that. It was a very good trip, Christmas jumper. The annoying thing is, I went to um, the Scramble. Yeah. And Haggerty had the Goodwood mm. replica track in there. Yeah, sort of. Which yeah, was done by a friend of mine. And um, it was Paul Wooding, who was a couple of episodes ago on here. And I played on that. And that's got like, it's the digital one, so you can change lanes and you oh, can pull yeah, into the yeah, pits. Yeah. And it's got like, if you change lanes before the corner, you're not on the grass going around the corner. So, all that. so you have to kind of pay attention to it. Yeah. And then I got home and I've got a normal one that they sent me. And I was like, oh, I, I want the other one now. Like, yeah, exactly, I've, I've yeah, experienced the better, the better <laughs> life. Exactly. That's why I've, caught, I've forced myself to not get into anything else because I have that mentality of like, I have to do it. I'm buying an Xbox because I've got a sim rig now. Oh, I don't, I can't, I've, I, I don't do Yeah, yeah. well, I, I had an Xbox One. Yeah. Which I just had. I've had it for like five years or whatever. And then, I can't remember who I was talking to, and I ended up just going in this seat and wheel set up for like 200 quid. Yeah. But it's like the G-Force blah, blah, blah thing. Pretty good kit. So I got that, and I shared a post about, oh, I've got this, isn't this fun? And a friend of mine went, I've got a fixed seat rig oh, no. that you can have for free. Yeah. I said, like, oh, wicked. So I got that, and then I've fallen into playing, because oh, the Xbox One, I can only get Forza Motorsport 7, which yeah. is quite old. So I'm like, I'm going to have to get the new Xbox, because yeah. then I can get all the new games. Yeah, snowball. <laughs> now I need a new it. TV. Exactly, that's <laughs> I why I've, uh, <laughs> I, I have an Xbox. i I'd done the subscription thing. Started playing it over Christmas last year. Did you get Goat Simulator 3? No, I didn't even get that far. Oh. I done a couple of games and I was like, I'm so far behind on my roll hard stuff. I was like, I can't. <laughs> I was like, so I've just put it Falling down. into the X. But yeah, I've pulled all my old consoles down um, and stuff. I'm going to mount them up and, and do that because it's the old old stuff. Because I've got a PlayStation 1, yeah. 2, uh, Sega Mega Drive. PlayStation 1, this is a, another tangent before we wrap up. Yep. The original PlayStation 1, mm-hmm. the first like... 500 or whatever they over-engineered in the way that Japanese people do so it has a top-end audio reader laser yeah and top-end audio output so that it was really over-engineered so that the people that were the early adopters were like oh my god this is amazing yeah and then the second Second version of it was just kind of more generic so if you've got a very early release PS1 the sound quality output is comparable to a Sony audio system I have to check because it was really if it's got the th- I think if it's got the three audio output I have to have sockets, a look yeah. or the two audio and the one video yeah. I think that was the earlier one and then they went to the standard single, single socket one. I have to have a look but 
Yeah, someone that's really into their music was telling me about this yeah. the other week, and he's like, I've bought an original PS1 and plugged it into my high-end hi-fi system, and it's, and it's amazing. Yeah. And it's making me want CDs again, because another problem. Yeah, I've gone really analogue recently. That's why I've got all that down, because with PlayStation 1, you can play a bit, put it down. Yeah. You don't get, like, with Grand, uh, Grand Theft Auto, you don't get sucked in. You're to, not like, into the story for the next yeah, six weeks. exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I've gone really analogue recently. That's why I've got a record player up and start buying CDs, cassettes and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, Here's the flip side of that is with everything being a subscription service, nowadays you don't actually own any physical media. No. And it can be taken away from you. Yeah. Whereas if you've got a CD or a vinyl, it doesn't matter whether the... Like Bo Burnham's taken all of his stuff off of streaming services. Yeah. So if you were a big Bo Burnham fan... You're screwed. Unless you've got something on a CD, you can't listen to your favourite artist. So yeah. that's another reason why I think analogue is... Back. Yeah, that's why because I'm like Telegraph, Mac Miller, uh, MF Doom, and all that sort of stuff. I've so, like, unfortunately, with someone passing like MF, yeah, everything's, it, everything's gone skyrocket. So, I've got some stuff, but now it's literally like instead of buying like I can just buy that, it's like, yeah, just could have gone eBay and had yeah, it for the best, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, we are wrapping that. up, that's it, that's it. We're, done. We're stopping talking, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. Absolute pleasure, though, mate. No, thank you, thank for you very much. Sitting down with me.